This is Randy B. Funk, and you are listening to my friend, Johnny Taco. This is the Johnny Taco Show. What's up? This is Johnny Tacos here with another Taco Tuesday testimonial where I have anybody that has a story to tell about how God had moved them uh, away from uh, items such as addiction or abusive homes, um, you know, items like that, or how God has um, put um, put this awesome gift into their life to give to um, further uh, build the kingdom of God. Uh, before I have uh, Damon on the um, on the line, I just want to reach out to uh, today is su- you know this month is Suicide Awareness Month, and I just want to say if you're feeling um, if you're feeling those urges and you're feeling desperate and, and you think nobody's here to care. Um, and they're at, you're at your wits end, and, and you're at the ending. Um, please don't um, don't think that you're alone. Um, there are several websites that um, you know cater to helping you uh, find you know that that center. But uh, also, uh, that's what pastors are are equipped for. They're equipped to help you. Um, comfort you through this uh, life uh, season that you're having and you know it's not the end of the world um, people um, people go through this uh, you're not alone so uh, if you if you if you're feeling this way you can contact me on my website you can contact um, a lot of my guests um, it's just it's it's important your life is precious God made you in his image He did not make you by mistake. Um, We love you, and uh, just uh, get some help. Uh, So I just want to let y'all know that there there is help out there, and there's pastors out there. There's people of God out there uh, waiting to hear from you and tell you how much they love you and how much God loves you and that you are worth something. So, all right, um, let's get into this uh, testimonial. And let's get some intro music. I, I keep forgetting to put the intro. That's it. <laughs> the eagle has landed. 
All right, there we go. Thank you, Austin, for making this uh, intro music for me for the uh, Taco Tuesday testimonial. I appreciate you doing that. If you want to listen, he does have his own little rap uh, rap group. Uh, keep forgetting the name of the rap group. Sorry, Austin. I just it, it's under Austin, so you can go and harass me on my Facebook and. I'll give you all Austin's info on there. So thank you again, Austin, for doing this and um, doing the intro music for this uh, segment here. So without, without any other hesitation, the star of the show, Damon Colbert. Uh, hey, thanks, Johnny. Uh, star of the show is Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, Amen. But thank you. Thank you for saying what you said earlier, too. And I just want to echo what you said earlier about, uh, you know, hopelessness and so on. And, and that comes in all forms and that comes for all manner of reasons, you know, whether it's uh, losing somebody close to you or just uh, like you said, feeling like you're not loved, man, I've been there. You know, I've been medicated for depression and anxiety. I've had those those thoughts where I you know, like the world would be better off without me. And it's just a, it's a lie from the pit of hell. So uh thank you for sharing that and and yeah i want to echo what you said you know we're we're made in the image of god you know and and he loves us and people love us even if we don't feel it so um yeah so um thanks for having me on the show i appreciate it well just to reiterate on that uh you know the enemy is always working to to push mm-hmm. you down because uh you know satan's jealous he's He's jealous because we are so highly favored by God and that we are so loved by God that he wants to say, you know what? I bet you I can bring these guys down. But if you have your armor of God, it just repels. Just remember, God already won the war and Satan's below your feet. So just remember that you you will overcome any obstacle with Jesus Christ by your side. Mm-hmm. By the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. That's kind of why we're here today. And, uh, you know, James says, if we resist the devil, he will flee. So we just have to, you know, say, look, not today, man. <laughs> You're out of here. That, that is true. So, yeah. Amen. Yeah. Thanks for having me on uh, your, your show here, Johnny. I appreciate it. Um, I want to talk about uh, what God has done in my life and what he continues to do. Um, like everybody else, I'm still work in progress. But, um, yeah, I just want to kind of share um what god has led me out of and you know hopefully this will encourage somebody um i uh when i when i tell people that i i'm in recovery they kind of i think most people tend to assume that i'm talking about drugs or alcohol right um but uh, you know we can get addicted to almost anything you know we can get addicted to gambling we can get addicted to shopping we can get addicted to people pleasing and and you know just uh finding our worth in other people um but my thing, um, it, it might make some people uncomfortable. We need to talk about this in the church and in our families. And it's it's sexual addiction and pornography addiction. You know, that it's it's rampant. It's rampant everywhere. And the fact that we have these little uh, devices, these little miniature computers that fit in our pocket, um, it just makes everything worse, you know? Uh, you know, you know, and it, it's so much easier and, and it's free and and people can see that and it's not only the websites you're also sitting seeing it in the uh, media um, the social yep. media groups too and yep. it, and it's getting to a, to a point as it's, it's it's becoming a huge epidemic so and people don't recognize that as an addiction they're just all oh, he's just healthy 
has a mm-hmm. healthy sex drive. And you get to a point where a healthy sex drive becomes very unhealthy if it's doing right. it in the wrong and you're not and you're not with your wife, uh, you know, doing that sacred covenant with your wife. Um but we we live in that that world today where it's so convenient. You just go on a go on your device and get on there, and it, it causes a lot of tension between um, marriage relationships or even uh, people are dating when they they find yep. out stuff like that because it can yep. tear down a relationship quick. It can break down just like the Jericho's walls fall down. It can break down quick. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Jesus was very clear about this. He says, if you look at a woman with lust in your heart, it's the same as if you already committed adultery with her. You know, that's that's really what we have. We've gotten away from that um, sort of idea, you know, this this concept of, well, it's okay if I'm just looking, you know, and it doesn't matter where I get my appetite as long as I eat at home. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. That that's another lie that the devil's using. You know, it's like, well, it's just it's just in your mind. That's not the same. But it is the same. And like you said, it it kind of it, it builds quickly into an obsession. Uh, I heard a, a testimony from a guy a couple of weeks ago at an event, and he said, you know, my, my curiosity uh, turned into uh, kind of a, a fascination, and my fascination turned into an obsession, and my obsession turned into an addiction. You know, and that that's sort of this progression that you can go through. And even on the the daily decisions, the moment-by-moment decisions we make, you know, I have this, I have this, uh, analogy it's like a slippery slope you know you go from seeing somebody to looking at them and then lingering on that image and then lusting and then you know it and it's a super fast super slippery slope you know if you have you don't have that that surrender uh then you know the, the devil's just going to take you for a ride um so and that that was that was kind of my story you know i mean i i grew up in a Christian home, at least nominally so. You know, my mom sent us to vacation Bible school when we were kids, and uh, we were like Easter Christians. We didn't go to church on a regular basis, but we went a few times a year, usually at Easter. You know, you get all dressed up and put on your Sunday best, and and uh, you know, but uh, there was something missing in that for me. And um, I, I remember the first time I was exposed to pornography, I was probably only eight years old. You know, and, and that's unfortunately the average age for kids getting exposed to porn is getting younger and younger. You know, it was like 12, 11 years old. Now it is eight, nine years old. And that was that was my reality even back in the 70s. You know, in that day, you had you didn't have computers. You know, you, you it was it was a magazine in somebody's attic or, or somebody's closet or something. Um, nowadays, it finds you, you know, and we like you said, social media, they're, they're just bombarding you with stuff, even if it's not straight ahead you know, pouring up porn. And again, I'll, I'll, I'm going to circle back to that in a second, but um, you know, it, it's out there looking for you, you know, and the bots are, are analyzing everything we do and say, your phone's listening to you, your TV's watching you. I mean, every, they know what you are looking at and they're going to get you to push that envelope. And just to clarify, uh, temptation is not a sin. Uh, it is when you, go forward with it is is a sin so you know G, even jesus was tempted and but he you know he shunned it away uh so just to let you know if you get tempted it's it's not a sin you, you it, it's whatever you choose to do 
that can be a sin or turn away from it and say, you know, be gone, Satan. You know, I do not know you. Get away from me. Just just uh, turn away. So, uh, and it's that it's that closeness because you don't want to be, you know, how, how I think is, you know, if you're watching a show, you're watching something um, on your phone and all that, you're thinking, you know, if Jesus was sitting there with me and we're sitting down having popcorn, would that be the show that you want to watch with Jesus? You know, I, I, I was kind of like with my grandparents, I, you know, I, I see like we will watch a movie and they have a, a romance movie where the, the, the guy and the girl are kissing. I would turn away because I feel embarrassed because I'm with my grandparents. So it's just like, you know, if you're going to watch something and Jesus is watching it, would he look at you and say, I can't believe you're watching this. Right. Right. And and what kind of what kind of flavor popcorn would he want? That's what I want to know. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I, I think it would be cheese. Yeah. Cheddar cheese. Cheddar yeah, cheese. Yeah. That, that seems like a go-to yeah. snack yep. for Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah, but you know, you you got a good point there, Johnny. You know, like the other the other part of that is you could talk about your grandparents. You know, a lot of this stuff is generational. You know, it's kids finding their dads or their granddads or their uncles stash. And then not, you know, not knowing how to process that and then not talking about it because it's it's shameful. You feel embarrassed, like you said, you know, but that shame is what keeps people trapped in this stuff. If we as believers can talk openly about this and have conversations with each other and, you know, James 516, if we confess our sins to each other, to one another, we'll be healed. You know, when we confess to God, he forgives. When we confess to each other, we can be healed. And that that loosens that grip. Of, of whatever shameful addiction or whatever shameful thing we're doing or have done has over us that foothold that the enemy has and that, that leverage that he uses against us. Um, and that was the hardest part for me was just like kind of, uh, finally acknowledging that I had a problem. You know, I have this, this, uh, I've been in 12 step recovery for a number of years and, um, you know, they have the, they have the things, you know, about coming out of denial and so on. And I've kind of crystallized this whole thing into three steps. You know, it's, it's, you've got 12 steps. Some of these things have eight principles. Sometimes they're 10 steps, 11 steps, depending on the program. But, um, you know, it's basically three things, get real deal and heal, you know, let's not sugarcoat where you're at. Let's acknowledge where you are, but let's not stay there. Let's deal with the problems. And then the healing can can begin not just your own healing but the healing that that can be extended to other people um, that's actually why i call my ministry principle eight because in the in the celebrate recovery ministry principle eight is is being available to be used by god to to bring this kind of message of hope and good news to other people yeah and there like you said that, that 12-step programs um there is you know there's not just a uh, AA or NA. Um, I was in a CODA, which is codependent synonymous. I was in, yep. mm-hmm. in that, and also EA, which is emotional anonymous because my emotions are weird. Uh, uh, and also, there is the um, what I was looking here, there's um, uh, SAA, which is sexual an- anonymous. Um, yep, and there are various, various uh, organizations similar to that. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, with if you're having a difficult with lusting over the opposite sex, they do have groups that are catered to um, gender because 
I understand that men, men, us men, we're, it's hard for us to talk about our issues, our, our problems that we face, especially if there's uh, the female presence because we're, we're, we're so built in and to keeping all this uh, away from female to not to embarrass us, you know, so to speak. So uh, with, with, with this addiction that you had, um, and you're still in recovery. I think we're always right. in recovery because yep. we're yep. always trying to. But, uh, it's it's going to be a uphill battle. Um, yeah, glad, but, glad you said that. Yeah. Uh, but you shouldn't have to define us by our addictions. You know, we should define us as child of God. And I mm-hmm. ran a men's um, uh, a, a men's group uh, for. Uh, addictions. So I, t- I tell people, yeah, you don't have to call yourself an addict. You know, you can just say you're in recovery, but you know, you could just say, Hey, I'm a child of God. I make mistakes and God's here to help me uh, correct my mistakes. So, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. You know, it's uh, in, in a lot of the fellowships that I've been, especially celebrate recovery, you know, we say I'm a grateful recovering addict. You know, I don't know that we ever really get there. We're not going to be perfected till we get to heaven, but you know, um, we're we're a work in progress. You know, that's just that's just how it goes. Um, but you know, the uh, the addiction can carry us to some really dark places. You know, I've heard guys talk about um, you know drawing a line and saying, "Well, I'll do this, but I won't do that," and then they get to that point, they're like, "Well." I'll do this, this other thing I said I wouldn't do, but I won't go this far. And that line in the sand just keeps getting moved or wiped out. And they just, you know, we just progress down, you know, uh, until you, until you reach a rock bottom. And thankfully that's different for everybody else. You know, I think a lot of times when people hear that, that I have a problem with pornography, they assume that there's something really, really dark there, you know, involving children or something. And thankfully that's not been my problem, but you don't have to have a, a child pornography problem to have a pornography problem. Like you said, you know, as far as just um, men, you know, uh, being embarrassed to describe their condition to women. You know, I've been in that situation where there have been co-ed rooms where how is that a safe place? I don't know. You know, uh, what if the, what if the other guy in the room or one of the other guys in the room with you struggles with same sex attraction issues? Is that a safe place? I don't know. But the, the, the main thing is we have a common problem. And, and, you know, Paul says we suffer no temptation except that which is common to man. Right. Um, you know, that's what the scripture says. And this is this is not going away. You know, lust is all through the Bible and it's it's one of the seven deadly sins. Um, but we have to, to stand together or we will fall separately. That, that is that is true, because you need uh, God had made us a social creature. You know, we, we have to be. Uh, we have to rely on our brothers and sisters to help us go through this um, because if you do it alone, that's when the enemy takes control. And and Amen. like you said, uh, the lines blur and uh, it starts getting more and more and, and your addiction starts taking control. You start losing interest in friends. You start losing interest in your love life. You start... Um, just alienating yourself because you're so addicted to that that issue, um, you know. Let alone, you know, uh, of any kind of addiction that you might have, right? Uh, to a point where you don't care about yourself 
to a point uh, where nothing in this world, nothing can can control you, and then that then it starts getting more and more and more because you're you're an addiction is you're trying to fill a hole in your life. That's right, and That's and right. that that hole cannot be filled by the addiction. Uh, the only way you can get that fulfillment in your whole, that whole, that fulfillment is through the living waters. As Jesus said to that lady at the well, you know, drink my everlasting waters, you'll never thirst again. Right. Um, and and that's what I, I, I talk to people that, that, that uh, suffer through addiction because, you know, I do have my own addictions that I face um, on a daily uh, that, that I fight. Um, with, with the help of Jesus Christ and and what He has done in my life to to portray uh, my as a vocal point toward uh, people that are suffering from addiction is that uh, you have to first realize it's an addiction because mostly people say, "Oh, it's not an addiction." You know, I can right. I can stop right. anytime I want. Mm-hmm. Then why have you not stopped? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what I said. You know, last year I did a, a series uh, based in Proverbs. I did an Instagram series, you know, one one for each day of the 30, 31 days in July. And it was, you know, geared toward the sexual addiction. Uh, and, and you know, if it's if it's not an addiction, then, you know, you should be able to stop. Um, so why don't you? You know, if 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 you're not addicted to porn, quitting should be a piece of cake. Right. But. Um, yeah, I, you know, I want to just offer some of your listeners a little hope because, you know, say, well, y- your situation wasn't as bad as mine, David. You know, you don't you don't really understand. Um, but like things got so bad for me that I, I did despair of my own life. I thought I'm going to be stuck like this forever. You know, I just just constantly obsessed with myself and with sex. And, um, you know, and, and it got so bad at one point that I thought I was going to lose everything. You know, um, my marriage was, was on the verge of complete collapse. Um, and you know, it was through working, um, you know, just surrendering to God and then through working with Christian brothers and sisters, we went to Christian counselors. Um, you know, we, we are, um, now, let me think back now, 17 plus years on the other side of this thing. So if, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're thinking, man, you know, because I had an affair or because I've, I've you know, my wife found out I've got a porn addiction or my husband found out I, I had a porn addiction or whatever. And this is not a male problem, by the way. Uh, you know, lots, lots of women are having uh, struggles in this area. Um, you know, oh, my marriage is over. No, it doesn't have to be. You know, there, there is still hope there. I mean, it's not always going to work out, but, but if you are willing to both surrender and let God work, then he can restore your marriage, you know, and I'm, I'm living proof of that. You know, I have actually seen where this addiction had actually uh, divorced people. It actually Absolutely. broke people up. Um, Absolutely. I've seen the devastation. Uh, yep. what happens when someone is so focused on that and and they their their wife or husband had enough of it and said you know what you can't you can't find me attraction and sexual uh, and sex is a beautiful thing when it's between a man and a female with a husband and a wife together and and under god holy matrimony 
it's, it's a wonderful thing because it's it's what God wanted us to do to flourish in the world, to get married, to have children, to to keep going um, with uh, with with producing more and more. That's um, that's what what it's about. I can't remember what scripture it is. Um, I remember my pastor talking about it at church. Yeah, it goes all the way back to Genesis, you know, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. And, you know, yeah. You know, God wanted a big family. Yep. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I got a, I got a big family. I got six kids. So, you know, it's, I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help Lord. I'm yeah, hey, to you're help. doing your part. I pre- yeah, <laughs> respect, respect. So, uh, and that's not easy. Yeah, yeah. it's not easy. So it, it was a rough road, right? Uh, going into uh, recovery, it, it was a rough road for you. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that longest they say it's the longest walk you're ever going to have is from your car across the parking lot into wherever that meeting is. You know, that first meeting you go into where you say, hey, I, I got this. I don't know what to do with this. I, I'm at the end of my rope. I don't know what to do. Help. You know, um, that's that's the longest walk you're probably going to take. And it's it's still one of the most it's probably the most important thing you can do is just just say, look, I don't have this. I can't control this. Um, but, you know, it's it's not a question of self-control because self-control for me doesn't work. It's self under control of the Holy Spirit. You know, it's just surrendering to God in the moment. And I fail at this constantly. It's like, you know, it is, it's a daily thing. Like you said, it's a, it is a struggle, but now we struggle well because we have God's help. We were, you know, when I was trying to do it on my own all the time with, you know, no, nobody alongside me and, and not, not surrendered to the spirit of God, I never got anywhere. You know, I promised, oh, I'm not going to do this again. I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to look at this. I'm not going to see that. It, it never worked very long, you know, until until I was really let, letting go and letting God, like they say. So um, when this was happening, you were keeping it as a secret from your wife, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. did she happen to fall upon it on accident or did you finally just say, hey, I got to tell her because it's been weighing on my heart? Yeah, well, um, in, in our particular case, um, you know, my my uh, my desires had led me to stray in what I'll call emotional affairs because they weren't they stopped short of sex. But, you know, um, there were there were two two people I had in inappropriate relationships with. And the discovery of those those relationships was what started this journey. And then then the pornography was still was still bubbling under that for, you know, a while after that. And um, so that was, you know, that was something that we had to discuss as a really, you know, really difficult conversations. Um, I wrote a song called Elephants and about having those difficult conversations, those elephant in the room conversations. But, you know, it's 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 being willing to have those tough conversations and work through it. Marriage is hard. You know, marriage is tough when you are literally, you know, taking one person who has their will and one another person who has their will. And you're you're making one person out of this, you know, joined together. That is really tough. But it is, as you said, a beautiful thing. Um, but it's hard work, you know, and and you have to have those tough conversations. You have to be honest with your spouse. You have to be honest with, you know, um, your husband, your wife um, or, you know, your fiance, if you're headed toward marriage. Um, it's, it's super important to have these conversations, especially about these things, because it is, as you said, it's an epidemic, you know, it's, it's everywhere. And the enemy wants to use this to destroy our, our marriages. Okay. Well, uh, it shows my timer. I have five minutes left on the show. Um, 
what what can you tell the the listeners out there um, for your your uh, who are going through this or or going through mm. a, an addiction period? Um, right, right. That, that's um, that's scared to talk to their wives or or that they're they're afraid to talk to a pastor or or go to that to make that long trip from the car to the uh, meeting. Yeah, well, talk to somebody. You know. Um, Talk to your friends. I mean, sometimes it's hard with guys, you know, because we, we we like to joke around, and you know, especially you know, sex is kind of one of those topics that, that a lot of a lot of guys will will joke around with, and and but it's it's serious stuff. But you know, there's there's probably at least one of your friends out there who might get it, who might say, you know what, I, I understand, I I'm doing this thing, and I don't want to do it either, and and just finding that one other accountability partner, and it should be somebody of you know of your same gender, unless you're struggling with same sex attraction issues, it should be you know if you're a guy, find a guy, if you're a gal, find a gal, uh, find somebody safe, and and get real with them, talk to them, you know, and say, listen, this is really just eating me up. Um, and if they're really your friend, they're going to listen and they're going to want to help you. And they're going to maybe encourage you, uh, to take those next steps to, to go to a meeting. Um, look, you know, look in your area, you can find, um, as you said, you know, different, uh, sexual addiction groups that you can, that you can attend. And these are generally anonymous groups. Um, you know, we, and then the rooms I've been in, they say, what we say here, let it stay here, you know, um, and again, that's that's a trust thing. But we trust people all the time. You know, we trust that guy's going to stop at the stop sign instead of plowing right into us uh, when we when we're driving through. We trust that the the food that we're eating at the restaurant is safe. We trust people all the time, but we have a lot of trust issues when it comes to really opening up about how we feel. But that's probably the single most important thing you can do is is as they say, admit you have a problem. And uh, you know, if, if 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 a listener wants to that's having the same issue and needs to talk to someone, and they're like, "What well, can I talk to you, Damon? Uh, can I give them your information?" Uh, on yeah, Facebook? Uh, if if they want to, uh, you know, look up Principle Eight, and that's uh, remember the principal is your pal. The principal is the concept. P L E is is how that's spelled. P R I N C I P L E, and then the uh, number eight. Uh, dot org and um, they can get in touch with us there you can look us up on facebook for principal eight and uh yeah i mean email me principal eight ministries at gmail um and I'll, I'll be happy to try to help you get started you know I, I can't fix anybody only only god's gonna do that but hopefully we can get you some resources get you pointed in the right direction and i'll have all that information on the um on the box below the uh, podcast. So any of any of the information he just said, it, it will be put on there. So you don't have to rewind unless you like hearing my voice uh, uh, to, to get all that information. Uh, well, Damon, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, I would like, uh, would you like to pray us out? Absolutely. I would, uh, thanks, Johnny. I would appreciate it. And thanks for having me. Father God, we, uh, we just give you thanks uh, for the way that you are working, uh, the way that you love us. Father, I give you thanks for Johnny and what he's trying to do with his, his podcast here and his testimonies. Uh, Lord, that uh, you would just bless somebody today. Let them know that they are loved, they are cared for, and you cherish them deeply. And if they are struggling, Lord, just encourage them to get help. Um, so we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you, Damon Culver. And uh, thank you for being on here, uh, sharing your testimony. And um, I thank you for spreading your ministry to help the uh, lost, the lost sheep. Uh, 
You know, Amen. Jesus uh, said that story about um, keeping uh, going away from the ninety nine to get that one yep. person. Find the one. So, that's so right. and, yeah. and that's what he's doing now. He's looking for you, the the, the person who's lost, who's who's uh, chained by that addiction. You know, the the more and more you don't speak about it, the more it doesn't go be spoken out. Uh, the more that that addiction has a power over you the more Amen. you're a prisoner to to it so uh thanks again damon uh, i want to thank right. all the new listeners that happen to stumble upon here and say oh the johnny taco show it's it's a recipe show it's somewhere i can learn how to make some awesome tacos no it's not unfortunately it, i i cook but you cannot uh have that cooking um show on the radio so no but the only food you get is from jesus christ uh want to thank all the uh diehard listeners who uh listen to here on a 24-hour basis thank you so much for being on the show you are a the reason that this podcast is together you are the crazy glue in this show um Thank you so much for being on the show, um, Damon Culvert. Um, and I bless y'all all. Y'all have a great day. And don't forget to love your family and to love God. And um, everything else will fall in place. Have a great day. Bye, guys.